Hey, Thor here, coach at thorholt.com. Okay, today's guest is Lauren Mitchell at Radio Loz on Twitter. Now, I really want to speak to Lauren because A, I'm a fan. I enjoy listening to her uh, breakfast show on North Sound. And B, I kind of wanted to ambush Lauren and find out how she went about winning herself what I would consider a dream job. Come on, tell me you've never fantasized about being a DJ, getting paid to chat and play tunes. Just me then? <laughs> Hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. And now I bring you Lauren Mitchell. Hello. Hello. I can hear you. I just can't see you. Uh, you're not missing anything. I haven't done my makeup and I've got a COVID cut. My beard is uh, COVID length, COVID regulation length. <laughs> so do you want me to turn my camera off then? That's totally okay. This would tend to be an audio podcast, but if we if we uh, deliver some amazing visuals, I guess we could yeah. post the video. But no, I was just, although you've got a pretty funky studio set up there, so that does look cool. It is really good, but the only thing is, is that when I look at the camera, obviously it's fine, but when I look here, I'm, I'm like looking at the screen. So it looks a bit odd, but yeah, it's totally fine. No, you look like a DJ at work, which is cool. Yo, yo, yo. That's, that's it. You are. Right. Well, usually we have like professional lights, but I actually quite like the red. Do you know what yeah, I mean? The red's good, yeah. Are you working yeah, from home I'm... or are you at North Sound? No, I'm actually at North Sound. Yeah. But you're socially distancing, so no one else is in the building. Yeah, well, there's there's one other person in the building in the office, but yeah. Jeff is at home, basically. So I'm, I'm basically in, in control of the desk at the minute. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. There's a whole lot of racket no. going on in my house all of a sudden now. Probably because I told them that I was recording something. Oh, always. But do you know what? I think, that's, I think that's kind of how the best thing. Because, you know, some people say on, on air when they come on, they're like, oh, just hang on a minute. Wait until I let the kids outside. Wait until I let the dog outside so there's no noise. I'm like, no, the noise is good because then people know that you're there, you know, and you're at home and it's normal, I think. It's real real so look i had a couple of had a couple of questions for you right one's a softball and one's a hardball which would you like first you can throw whatever at me i might take a few minutes to think about it all right well and we could always edit that out being as it's a podcast it ain't live radio lady okay so what is i'll go softball first what is your favorite lockdown listen my favorite lockdown listen now, there's a good question. Let me see what my Spotify says. Um, okay. So I've been listening to Thank You Thursday on Spotify. Um, I've been listening to basically music, but I, I listen to a lot of radio podcasts, which is a bit geeky, really. Uh, but it's called Radio Moments, and it's in conversation with David Lloyd. So there's like loads of different people, like presenters and um, commercial directors, programmers, all that sort of thing. So I listen to all that sort of stuff. Uh, and when I'm walking and things, I mostly listen to podcasts and try and keep on, you know, thinking about other ways. But if I was to be totally honest, it's usually after the show, I go through um, this thing called the log and I go through like different radio stations. So I have like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I'll listen to a couple of our sister stations, so like MFR or uh, Tay down in Dundee, or I listen to Forth or I listen to Radio City all the way down in Liverpool. So there's all these sorts of things that I, I have a listen to just to kind of, you know, keep my career moving forward and listening to different audio and stuff like that. But also just to keep me busy, I think. 
I think that's great that you said I'm glad well thanks for that I'm glad you said that it was partly about keeping your career moving forward all your listening because that was sort of my hardball question I mean for a lot of people probably including me at one point in my life I would say it looks as if you've got the dream job as a radio DJ is that fair to say say. this isn't the question yet by the way that's kind of the setup to the question It's a good assumption. Do you know what? I sometimes think to myself, how did I even get here? You know, and it isn't the easiest job in the world. Some people think, you know, oh, it's, it must be so easy. All you do is talk all day and push buttons and, and play music. It must be such a good job. But there's a lot to think about when you're doing a radio show. Like you've got this, the, the, I mean, it's incredible just what you have to think about in the morning. There's a lot going on. So it is just like any other job. I'm guessing it's just a little bit more fun I would have said because you get to do you get to meet loads of different people you get to go to different events you get to um do all sorts of random stuff you know some of the stuff we've done over the years is just crazy and you just think you wouldn't be able to do that in another job but I have to say when I look at other jobs like um probably in marketing or branding or something like that I look and I think oh that looks like such a fun job you know so there are other fun jobs that are out there but I guess I'm glad I'm sitting in this this position and hopefully it's for a long time yet I mean you just don't know when when the radio world will end for for you so I always have a backup plan and all that sort of stuff but you know hopefully I can sit in this this situation and and just you know take it all in and keep going because I love it and it is a, the best job ever but I don't want to make anyone jealous you know like you don't want to say I've got the best job ever blah, blah. but yeah so yeah it is the best job I would say I mean that was a long you, way of saying you, it well, but yeah how, how would you and would you even but how would you how would you suggest to someone that they go about finding this kind of dream job a job that one that someone could happily say what you just said you know, it's the best job ever. And, and maybe your own story as to how you ended up there could, might be all you know. It's not like I'm really expecting a magic answer. No, I, I don't know. So when I was younger, I used to listen to the radio. I used to, um, I used to say to my mum, you know, like as the price and, you know, mock all these adverts on, <laughs> on the TV and the radio. And yeah. I, I just always loved, you know, listening to radio. Um, I loved TV mostly as well so it wasn't a case of you know when I when I was younger obviously I used to listen to it and all that sort of stuff but as I kind of grew up a little bit went to school um, and I thought no I I genuinely want to be a presenter so I went to finish school in fifth year actually I ended up leaving and I went to college instead and I went to college into a journalism class actually and he said unfortunately you don't actually have the qualifications for this so I was really like oh okay because at one point I think I thought I wanted to be a journalist so same kind of job kind of but obviously I'm I wouldn't say I was serious enough for a news role you know I'm like hyper but um but yeah I just really loved everything about like the media and that was it for me I just always wanted to go into that role so I think if you know you know to go to follow the path that you want to go to because some people like like nurses hats off to them they want to be nurses they've always wanted to be nurses and they go off and do it and they say that is their dream job but for me it's absolutely the radio so I ended up going into um college he said you don't have the qualifications so he said but we've got this other um 
this other college course that we think that you might love and it's it's hnd in radio so i did mm. two years in actual radio which is exactly what i wanted to do i loved it at college ended up co going to uni because i thought you needed like a degree just to get that extra little edge you know if you're going for a job you kind of need to have that little extra edge what can you do that's better than everybody else so i did come to aberdeen i did uh, i've always wanted to go to RGU so I went to RGU for two years so I did the two years at college two years at uni so that was like four years overall qualification wise mm -hmm. so I got a BA in media so I thought if all else fails and I don't get into radio I can get into other forms of media so it was that like it was a, it was always a safety net behind me when going for you know a radio job and I remember I worked for TFM in Dundee for it was like six to eight weeks it was during the summer period um when I was off college and I, I just emailed I just emailed the guy who worked there and I said hi I'd, I'd really love to come in and just like sit and watch and see what yeah. you do and and that sort of thing so luckily he let me in and he let me you know experience coming into a studio and I met like one of my idols from when I was when I was living down in St Andrews and uh, I just thought oh my god this is exactly what I want to do this is incredible so it was nice of Bauer to kind of let us in early and then uh, moved up to Aberdeen, got the degree, ended up um, finishing the degree and thinking, well, I've kind of got to move home because I'm moving out of student accommodation. So I moved back to St. Andrews really briefly and I started, you know, um, sending out CVs for all sorts of things. And then a friend from Aberdeen actually sent me a, a little message saying, look, by the way, North Sound are looking for a travel bulletin, like a, tra a new travel presenter. So I thought, oh my God. I've got nothing else to lose. Like I've got nothing to lose here. I'd love to go back to Aberdeen. So I thought, how can I stand out in front of everybody and get this job? Because I think once I lay my eyes on something, I'm like, I'm getting it. That's for me. That's mine. That's it. And uh, I thought, well, they're asking for a bit of audio. So what I thought I'd do was, um, because I've got such a strange accent, I've kind of travelled all over the place anyway. So I've got that kind of travelly thing going on anyway. So I thought, right, what I'll do is I'll do a travel bulletin of my life so i'll say i'm lauren and it, to be honest it was the cringiest thing i've oh, ever done come in on, my life it, like... a <laughs> <laughs> it was like um i can't even remember what it was it was like a good five years ago now but it was pretty much like um, good afternoon my name is lauren mitchell and i've done a, a media degree blah blah blah, blah uh, and it's looking clear um, of my future looking clear on on the roundabouts and all that sort of stuff like really cringy but it was it was just i think it stood out for the person who was obviously taking on all the different um audio but i didn't do it as an audio i did it as a video so you could mm -hmm. see like where i'd been all my life and the, the kind of journey i'd been on and then you know i was in the top corner and because i had already ha been and worked for uh, tfm i had like a, a little t-shirt <laughs> that had like Tay on it so I think that kind of helped a little bit like oh she's she's obviously done street team with them or something like that um, and then obviously like you know made it really visual and, and sent it in and you know sent a personalized email saying my name's Lauren you know I lived in Aberdeen I love you know I love roundabouts and I love roads and I love everything and I I've love roundabouts you know. <laughs> is that what you said yeah. I love roundabouts I don't even know. I just, I just wanted it so bad. And then I got um, a phone call. I was actually working at the old course in St. Andrews. I've worked there for six years just through school and college and sorts of like that. So I went back there and worked through kind of all this, you know, little middle ground bit. And uh, I remember like working for room service at the time and I had a phone on me so I could go anywhere all over the hotel. And I got a call 
from the content director of North Sound One and, and you said, you know, really liked your application, Lauren, and you're actually down to the last five people. So you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you know, you've been shortlisted. Um, would you be able to move to Aberdeen? You know, what, what's it looking like? Would you be able to move up here again? Would you be able to, you know, drop it at a drop of a hat and come up here in the next two weeks? You know, what, what's your future looking like? And I said, I can, yeah, I can absolutely move. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like hiding from, you know, the manager in the old course thinking, oh, I'm on the phone to, to my, you know, potential career, my, the thing that I've always wanted. So cut long story short, ended up moving to Aberdeen and just started the job like that. And within two weeks I was live on air and I was doing the travel bulletin and oh, it was like scary, but amazing so what, at the same time. What was yeah. the, okay. So what was the audition or the interview like when you were down to the last five then? Was, was it like a performance audition? Like I've auditioned for various TV and commercial things over the years. So I get, I have a bit of an idea of what that's like, but for the for radio, did you have to do, it wasn't just a normal um, interview, surely. No. So basically what happened was they had obviously clearly looked at my social medias that, you know, had a look at the background, but what it was, it was a little competition. So it was for new starts anyway. It wasn't like, you know, you had to be, um, you didn't, ha basically they, they needed new talent into the station. So it was a, a crazy, you know, coincidence and perfect timing. So I didn't actually need any qualifications or anything, you know, even the media degree didn't really stand by me that was just an extra a little extra on the side you know I can do social media and things like that I brought I bring a little package to the role but um so I didn't actually need to audition but that was my audition if you like so the video was my audition so they clearly got more people in the room and said what do you think about this five you know and then I got another call back saying look it's you you've been chosen you are the one you're you're coming in you're so when I first got here that was when I started learning you know how to use a microphone and and clearly over the years like when I first started I probably sounded awful you know I maybe still do in some people's eyes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh I sound fabulous now but you know uh, when I first started I was really like high-pitched I was much more you know a little bit more hyper a little bit more um, you know, not as much gravitas as I've, I think I've kind of got over the few years of being in the role, but, you know, I was hyper and like excited and it, everything was new and I wanted to learn about every little bump in the road, you know, so it was learning that was fun. But so that was kind of, if, if that's a way of answering the question, there was, yeah, there was yeah. no audition. Yeah. It was just, I, yeah. Well, it's actually a great answer. And I work with people. So I coach people often to help them position themselves for a role in all kinds of areas, actually. But, you know, obviously working where I do, often it's oil and gas people. But there's often a really conservative kind of feeling from people where they think they have to follow a certain set of rules. Now, where these rules come from, who knows? But they think they have to go through a certain process. And I say to them, I don't know, I'll give you an example. I helped a guy prep for an interview a while ago, and he eventually went into the interview with a jigsaw puzzle. Now, what he did with the jigsaw puzzle doesn't really matter. The point is it fitted what he was trying to deliver in terms of a message and to differentiate himself. And he got the role. Now it was a cracking role. So, you know, quite a senior level royal role in an oil company. Now, if I just tell someone that they just think, Oh, you're off your head though. You can't send people into a high level interview with a jigsaw puzzle. Well, you can, if it works. <laughs> so it kind of, that's what you did though. You, you created that video. You went the extra, the extra yards by, 
uh, emailing that guy, I can't remember his name, but I think it was at Tay, to go and get yourself experience. And you just yep. showed up and created something, like brought the energy and created something. And to me, that is what people need to do anyway. I think so. Yeah. so there was something so. that really stuck with me and I can't remember where I learned it, but I'm pretty sure it was either, it was one of the big companies like Disney, Apple, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and this was in my uni days and someone came in, they, they did a talk and they said, you know, um, the CVs that were coming in were just like bland bits of paper mm -hmm. with bland stuff on it you know and you can't stand out like that you know why not if you're say for example you're going to go for a role in disney pick up a shoebox andy's shoebox you know like out of woody mm -hmm. and then i don't know whatever job you're going for really think creatively about what you can do to really stand out and get that next step because as soon as you're in front of them you can then you know Get, get across it you might it was the same thing with the journalism thing at college i remember going in and the guy saying he was like really like strict saying yeah you don't have the, the the you know qualifications for this and i said yeah but i'm willing to try you know i'm willing to do this that the other and i can do that and i can do this and i think that's where you can you know smooth your way in if that if that's the right word you know just smooch 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 i can do this and do that or as long as you can get in front of their face but it's all about yeah. that first initial how can you get there you know it's, how can you get in front of them so where did you get that get in front of them attitude from you mentioned that you've moved around a lot and traveled a lot were your folks in the forces or something like how did you end up traveling so much bang on actually my dad uh, was a RAF policeman and my mom was a kennel maid so they lived all over the place so we I think well my dad is from Aberdeen my mum's from Liverpool so they met in the RAF and then they ended up getting married having us and uh, we traveled all over the place so I I was born up in Elgin and we lived in kind of Lossy Mouth that area and then we moved to Newcastle uh, Shrewsbury like we're in England that sort of thing and then we moved to Ireland for a wee while and then we moved to Cyprus for three years so that was like the the best sort of that's the highlight of you know my mum's life as well she just loved it there it was just yeah. amazing you know it was like like heat you know yeah. staying in a really nice place it was amazing so yeah we traveled back from from there they left the the RAF the two of them and um, so yeah they, we've we ended up going to Lucas which was the last kind of stop mm -hmm. it was that there for three years went to school there and then it was actually kind of perfect timing because I was at the stage of my life where I needed to kind of make friends and stay with the friends because what yeah. I was doing was making friends and going right see you later and then finding new friends which is actually quite fun because you could just be whoever you wanted to be whenever you wanted to be. <laughs> if you didn't like who you were there you could just become something else next you know so you are on in the next was... place <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and it's you know i've always been really fortunate of of uh, meeting new people and i think that's what i love the most is that you can in this role especially is that you meet people on a daily basis you know mm. you meet you talk to people and you learn things constantly from other people and i think that's one of the things I love but yeah we ended up coming back here and, and that was it that that was school life in St Andrews and then moving up to Aberdeen so that's it so I had two just a couple more things one I was going to ask you what's next but maybe that's not fair to ask you on a show that's going to go out in case your employers hear it anyway so my other question <laughs> was <laughs> my other question was yeah. how how do you handle, so everyone's got like work politics and things, but yours is different. Like, so you're working with one particular other character pretty much every mm -hmm. day. 
like do you do you ever fall out or do you ever have like dead air between you where you're just it's just not working like because I listen to you a lot in the mornings first thing oh, you know you. and have a lot of laughs but what would happen well does that ever happen like do you ever get just total down days where you just can't be asked with your oh. work colleague do you know what I mean where it <laughs> just just doesn't gel and if you did how would you deal with it because it could happen to either of you I guess well do you know what I'm really fortunate with Jeff because we get on quite well he makes me laugh I think that's the main thing is that you can make each other laugh because you know we've we've definitely definitely gone up uh, through our ups and downs you know there's been times where you know he's probably been really frustrated with me thinking you know you're not very experienced and things like that and I've been frustrated with him because I want to move forward and I can't or you know there's certain things that we've we've been through together that's it's madness like I think there's it'll always be a bond that we'll never ever lose mm-hmm. um in terms of like falling out we fall we've fallen out a few times actually I think that's what happens in a really high intense uh, situation when you're there for four hours with the same mm-hmm. person and you can only talk to them and you know their bad habits like you know sometimes I'll burp in the morning sometimes Jeff like he's, he's like breathes too heavy and I'm like oh my god it's the same as a husband you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest, wait till you get married Laura <laughs> <laughs> oh so it's it is it's the same as having a partner and and you have to really understand each other's feelings and there's one quote I go by actually it's actually so I'm pretty sure it was um the content director that works at Norsan that said this word to me is this line to me said um, a person is not their behavior so if Jeff's having a really bad day I'm not blaming it on him I'm mostly blaming mm-hmm. it on you know whatever it is that's going on in his life I mean you just don't know he might be you know sad about x y or z you just don't know so you've got to really think you know when he's in a bad mood I've got to adjust to that and I've got to think you know and try and bring him out of his shell and it's the same the, the opposite way you know every single month I'll have that lady time where I'm like rah angry and you know he sees that he sees that angry day and then the like happy day and then you know he sees the hormones and and we we see each other so much that it's it's a difficult kind of um thing to get on with you know but we've fallen out one time and I can I can visualize it it was really bad and I can't even remember what happened right I I can't remember what the argument was and uh I'm pretty sure he picked up his headphones and he threw them across the room like it was <laughs> it was like really angry and then I stormed out and I started crying and at this point Pete was working with us so travel Pete worked with us for a wee while in the first kind of year and then he got like a, a full-time job elsewhere but he, he followed me out into the kitchen. I was ah, crying my eyes out. And he's like, just calm down. You know, this sort of thing happens. You just need to bounce back, get back in there. Because realistically, you can't fall out. Like, you've got to see the differences and you've yeah. got to be patient with each other. It's, it's a very weird situation, you know, because you think you're not actually doing it for each other. You're doing it for the listener. You know, you're, yeah. you're doing it for the person who is listening. It's not their fault that you've fallen out. It's not their fault that you're having a bad day. You've got to paint that smile on and just get on with it you know it's professional standards and there's days of course we all wake up whether you have the best job in the world or not where you you wake up in the morning you think I just can't I can't do this today and you've got to go deep breath power pose off I go I can do this you know I've got this what's your power pose what's your power pose (laughs) it's actually just the Wonder Woman stance (laughs) you know 
an easy one I should yeah. I should get a new one shouldn't I I should like get my but every so often you have to do that power pose and I think if I'm having a really bad day treat myself to it's a bit boring but a cup of tea you know a cup of yeah. tea just really helps doesn't it in the morning just to kind of get you going so yeah it's it's a difficult one but I'm lucky that we get on all right you know can you imagine if you really hate the person <laughs> every day you'd be like yeah, that would, that would probably suck. Yeah, there's something that I don't think people recognize the, how much pressure there is. It's a bit like acting where people think, well, it looks easy. Yeah, but wait until you've got a camera on you or you've got mics going and this is recording and going out to however many thousand or however many people. It's a different pressure, isn't it? Because, yeah, theoretically, anyone could act or be a DJ. Theoretically, it's just speaking. Yeah, right. Well, wait until you have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It is totally different. I think, um, you know, sometimes when I when I say something on air, I you know shut the mic and I think, what what why did I say? <laughs> what, what was that? You know, like yeah. oh god, I really hope nobody heard that. And then you have to think to yourself, you're only as good as your last link. So this this means you're only as good as your 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 last chatty bit on the radio. Yeah. So whatever happened there put it behind you because the next link is where you're going to go right I'm going to sort whatever that was out I mean what was that you know but in a live situation anything can come out you know you've got to think to yourself well it's just me you know if if someone someone didn't like it then I'd have to just own up and say sorry sorry I said it and I'm sorry you know so it's it's a weird one is when you're in that situation the live situation and there's nothing you can do you can't edit it out it's the hardest thing but actually I think that's what makes it magic you know yeah yeah you're right on the line and it right in the moment in the moment definitely there's and funny things happen in the moment as well I mean bad things happen at the same time but funny but not so often you know we're in complete control I think when we come into this these walls you know everything shuts out the bad stuff shuts out swear words shut out you know it's very much a professional room you know so nothing too bad can happen (laughs) cool um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we should wrap it up now because I'm trying to make all these podcasts less than thirty minutes. Now it's not that I don't think people will listen for longer potentially. I just think. Well, what do you think before before we sign off? What do you think on that? Like, I, you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? So would yeah. you put off listening to a new one if it was too long? I mean, I know like Joe Rogan and the very top podcasters have like three hour podcasts and get away with it. What's your and they go on, on and on. Do you know what? I've been thinking about doing a podcast. I just quite ha- haven't quite got the idea yet. You know, when you just think if, if you if it's not perfect, don't go for it. But then you think, well, I should just do it because, you know, it's done. It's done is better than perfect. But I would say 20 to 30 minutes is the mm. max because I think that's the sweet spot. If you go any any further than that, you think if it's, if it's not fun for them to listen to, then yeah. it's not good you know i'd say 20 to 30 minutes that would be the sweet spot for me quick i'm gonna hit the off button then wait a minute bye 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 if you enjoyed today's show please do leave me a quick review on itunes or wherever you heard it that would be fantastic if you'd like to get in touch and hear more about my career coaching please do check out the coaching site thorholt.com and then ping me a note there when you've read what previous clients say about me Also, connect me on LinkedIn, Thor Holt. Just plug my name in and you'll find me 
soon enough. That's where I'm most active. You can also connect with me, feel free, on uh, Twitter, at Thorholt. But I'm mainly a LinkedIn kind of guy. Most important, my friend, remember your silence isn't really golden, but your free expression and willingness to use it to sell yourself and your ideas in the world, that really is valuable. See you soon.